Everybody, um, this is a ghost of chance. Um, this is Joe coming at you, uh, and this is Corey. 
Um, we got a we got a very special episode for you tonight. Um, the song we just played in its entirety for the first time was uh, uh, "Forget About the Blame," the moon the moon version, which had Lizzie Hale on vocals. That was done by TSO Trans Siberian Orchestra off their "Letters from the Labyrinth" album. Um, we felt like playing that because in its entirety because of the because of the message I feel it brings. It it brings to me it brings unity in times of of trouble. But uh, um, which you know should be should be a Christmas or a holiday season type thing. But uh, um, we're gonna get into it, Corey. You got some stuff that you want to share? Sure. Well, I started off uh, talking about the Perkinlauf. They're seasonal plays in the Alpine regions of Germany and are most commonly referred to as Saint Nick plays. They're heavily inspired. By paradise plays which deal with Adam and Eve's tale from grace fall, uh, or fall from grace. Fall from grace. The plays feature competition for souls of the main. Basically, the 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 the, the competition for good good versus evil right, souls, the, right? Right. For for uh, mor uh, mor morality, in these plays, Saint Nick's would reward children for. Scarly efforts rather than good behavior. This is a theme that grew in the Alpine region. The Perktelof was known as as a Krampus run. They would be done after every play ran. They introduced Krampus and Saint Nick. And Krampus was made to do Saint Nick's will. During this time of year, it was customary to offer... Krampus themed schnapps that was made for uh, made from really strong fruit distilled brandy. Krampus has been uh, referred or referenced over 300 times in in movie shows, books, and music. And, and music. And the thing about Krampus is, is um, a lot of those references aren't even aren't even his, 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 they're not even used with him with his name in mind. It's it's you know the the whole idea behind you know good versus evil that sort of thing, but since we're on the subject of Krampus, I might as well get into his his his. I'm I I come I'm 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 of German descent, and my grandparents used to tell me stories as a kid um, about Krampus and what would what he would do if I wasn't a good child and all this stuff. So uh, I kind of hold a soft spot for Krampus. Um, in Central European folklore, he's a horned anthropomorphic figure described as half-goat, half-demon, who during the Christmas season punishes children who have misbehaved. This contrasts with St. Nicholas who rewards the well-behaved with gifts. Now, we'll get, into, we'll get into why I have an issue with that later on. Um, Krampus is one of the companions of St. Nicholas in several regions, including Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary... Uh, in northern Italy and south, including South Tyrol and the province of Trento, Slovakia and Slovenia, um, the origin of of his 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 him is unclear. Some folklorists have postul has have postulated it as having pre-Christian origins. Uh, like you said, the Krampuslauf, um, young men would dress up dress up like Krampus and participate in basically a flash mob. Yeah, I've seen. I, I... I seen video that some of them costumes they go out with, all out with is pretty cool looking. Some of the costumes that are homemade are better than you can get in the stores. So I've, if, I've seen them too. 
So if you get a chance to watch one of them or look it up on YouTube, I recommend it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and the history of the Krampus figure has been theorized um, as being pre-Christian, um, which offers the offers the speculation that it's a pagan thing. Um, but here's the thing about Krampus and how how his his appearance is. He he appears in many different variations, but most of them share the most most common physical characteristics. He's hairy, usually black, brown or black, and has cloven hooves and the horns of a goat. He has long he has a long pointed tongue that lolls out, and he has he has razor sharp, huge fangs. Um, he often carries chains thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian Church. He thrashes the chains around for dramatic effect. They are sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes. Of more pagan origins are the Ruten, which are which is a bundle of birch branches that Krampus carries around, which he occasionally swats children with. It may have significance in the pre-Christian pagan initiation rites. Um, the there in, in different in different represent different representations of Krampus. The brand, the birch branches, the Ruten is replaced with a whip. Um, he sometimes appears with a sack or a basket strapped around his back. And this is to cart off evil children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. Some of the older versions make mention of naughty children being put in the bag and taken away. This quality can be found in, in other um, companions of St. Nicholas, such as the, Ver, the, the Zvarte uh, P8. Um, and Krampusnacht, um, Krampusnacht, um, the Night of Krampus. The Feast of St. Nicholas is celebrated in parts of Europe on December 6th. On the preceding evening of December 5th, Krampus Night or Krampus Noct is, is basically the wicked hairy devil appears on the streets, sometimes accompanying St. Nicholas and sometimes on his own. He visits home, the Krampus visit, visits homes and businesses, and the saint usually appears in the eastern right vestments of a bishop, and he carries a golden ceremonial staff. Now, this is why I had an issue. The North American versions of Santa Claus, your St. Nicholas, basically make him out to be somebody who who gives gifts to both the naughty and the good, um, as, 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 as Jolly St. Nick is jolly and wants to reward everyone. Um, but in the actual version of St. Nicholas, the actual St. Nicholas, um, he, uh, um, he, he only rewarded good children, um, and Krampus was responsible for the ones who were not good. St. Nick dispenses gifts with while Krampus supplies coals and the Ruten bundles. Um, the, now this, the, we, have, have you, you, you've already talked about the Perkinlauf, right? Correct. Well, the, the, and we, we've already mentioned the Krampuslauf, which is the, 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 the Krampus-themed schnapps, but there is someone else that's associated with Krampus to some degree, associated with, with, with the negative, negative side of Krampus, that to me is way more dangerous and way more frightful than Krampus is, hands down. Corey, you want to delve, delve into who she is? Yes. Her name is Frau Perkta. She is much more terrifying than Krampus, like he said. She comes from Eastern Europe, the German and Alpine, and German, German and Alpine lore. She is famously known as the Christmas Witch. <laughs> she came into Prominence thanks to the eldest Grimm brother. Right. The ones that did all the, the Mother the, Goose the, and Grimm, the, you know. The fairy tales, the, the Hansel and Gretel. And Mother the, Goose. Yes. Yeah. 
the, the, the oldest one, his name was Jacob. According to him, Perkta was originally known as Berkta or Bertha in the 10th century. She is believed to be the female equivalent to Berktold, who is a leader of the wild hunt, which consisted of soldiers of mythical creatures like spear, spirits, fairies, and elves. She is upholder of culture taboos like the prohibition of spinning during the holidays. During the 12 days between Christmas and Epiphany, which is 1225 and 1-6, Perkta would roam the countryside in the middle of the night. She goes into people's homes and knows immediately if the children have been naughty or nice. She also re required that the woman had the flax spun by the 12th night of December. Right. Perkta would also know if you adhered to her traditional meal of fish and gruel on the feast day. If you did what you were supposed to do, then you might get a nice coin the next morning. Right. But if you neglected to be a well-behaved child, spun your flax, and ate your fish and gruel, there was certain hell to pay. Frau Perkta would slit your stomach open and stuff you with straw and garbage. <laughs> that's just, that's just, yeah. I can't fathom that at all. So I, I think myself I'd rather be taken off in a sack, taken yeah, somewhere than to be cut yeah, open like that and stuffed yeah. with straw and garbage and left there like it's, that. It's, especially considering it's, well, at least with Krampus, you you know, once, once you've paid your debt, essentially you can earn your freedom back with... With Frau Perkta, yeah, that doesn't seem like that'd be possible. You know how you went into the story about about your uh, about Krampus being your yeah because you're uh, I was always told when I was at my grandmother's house, which were which were Italian, I'm part Italian. Mm -hmm. She would always tell me that I wasn't allowed to go upstairs because the puppet on was there, and the puppet on was. Equivalent to the Italian boogeyman. <coughs> okay. I hear that every year around well, Christmas time when I went over her house. Cause the, it's, now, now that I look back at it, it's just her way of keeping us from going upstairs. Right. Like she would make that thing the puppet on's up there, and she tell us it's a t tell us what the puppet on was. Well, so we would be really on good behavior when we go upstairs because it scares us. Frau Perkta, you know who you know who else is similar to Frau Perkta? But not during the Christmas holiday. You ever heard of? You ever heard of uh, uh, in in in, in uh, Hispanic folklore, uh, Yala Yorona? I've heard stories. Of, it's a. I've heard stories about her. Yeah, I've. I they like, actually got movies and stuff out about her. When I lived in California, one of my one of my good friends was was Hispanic, and uh, um, his grandmother told me stories about La Yorona. Uh, La Yorona is is is. She's known as the crying lady. Um, and the reason why she cries is because she drowned her kids. The reason why she drowned her kids is because of the fact that they would never, they, 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 they were never, they were never, um, they always did naughty things. So as, as a, as a, as a folklore type thing to scare kids, parents would, would, you know, Hispanic parents would tell their kids, behave or La Llorona is going to kill you in your sleep. It's basically the same thing. And when I when I was a kid, I've got family that are you know I've got Irish uh, Irish and Scottish family members as well, and they um, 
they always told me stories about the Banshee, the female Banshee. You know, make sure make sure you treat women. You know, you know, make sure you treat uh, um, individuals of the opposite gender with dignity and respect. Because if you don't, the the, the Banshee, and it's to to each person, it's either male or female depending on their gender. Um, if you don't do, if you if you treat you know the you, the the your, the opposite gender with dignity and respect, um, you, you know you'll you know people will be nice to you. If not, the banshee will will uh, will disguise or disguise himself and you know make your life a living hell. You know just stuff like that. So you know Christmas season's really no different for folklore. You know, in fact, I think the Christmas season brings more of that out than you think. What are your thoughts on that, Corey? Um, for the most part, they used to do. They used to uh, actually do Christmas uh, ghost stories. They taught tell ghost stories around Christmas. I thought that was kind of a little odd, but you know, teach their own back then. Well, you also got to look at Christmas. Is, most people know Christmas as being a religion, you know, like a, a Christian holiday, but Christmas has actually got more more roots tied to paganism than anything else. Um, it's known as it's known as it's it's known as the, it's known as the season of you. You know what a you you know what a U branch is, right? No, that I do not. A U branch is basically uh, it's it's basically like mistletoe. Um, it's it's got a lot of pagan pagan significance. Um, in fact, uh, it's 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 one of the one of the one of the descriptions on a tarot card. Um, but the but it's the Christmas season and pagan holiday is known as U, um, Y E W. Um, for for its significance to, to to the end of the harvest and the the uh, the, the the ushering of a new year, um, which is what you is you is is meant to is meant to bring about end an end to the old ways and um, bring bring about a start to the new ways, and um, but everybody everybody knows Christmas for the religious as the Christian religious aspects of the coming of Christ, but really the Christmas Christmas holiday. Um, has nothing has nothing to do with it, it. It didn't at first have anything to do with 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 um, anything that was Bible oriented. It was a pagan holiday at first, which probably a lot of people would get shocked at that because of the uh, of the so many so many uh, uh, religious themed themed events that go on around Christmas. You know, but uh, um. You got anything else to share, Corey? Um, if you got something right now, I'm looking something up that looked really interesting. So if you want to, well, here, there's a story I have. It's it's kind of a it's kind of like a suspenseful story, but the moral of it is that you you never you never can tell just how how um, kind people can be um, until you see it from them. I was told this story as a kid growing up. Um, in, the, in, 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 a, in a country, uh, in, in a land that's 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 not unlike not unlike uh, um, um, the, the 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 northeast here in the United States, um, an individual uh, is 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 um, on his way home, and his his um, his car um, breaks down. Um, and he has to basically rough it home. Um, he's walking, he's walking, he's walking. Um, all of a sudden a blizzard hits, a really bad one, to the point where he, he, he gets stranded. 
All of a sudden, a car, uh, like a flatbed truck, comes out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, basically the guy driving asks him if he would like a ride. He gets a ride. Um, when, when they end up getting to the place where they were going to go, um, the individual gets out of the truck. And um, the individual um, says to the says to this this the individual who's down on his luck. He said, "It you know it's 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 sad that you had to walk home in the snow. Um, I'm glad I was there." As the individual said, "Yeah, I, um, my my car just quit, and uh, um, and then a blizzard hit, and out of nowhere, um, you know, and then you showed up." He said, "Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how things work." Well, um, the individual says says to the guy who was stranded. He said, um, "Is there any other way I can help you?" He's he's like, "No, I got it from here. Um, um, I'm just gonna make a phone call and you know try to try to get my car in the morning." Um, the individual says, uh, "You know, I, I got a friend who can who can pick it up for you." Um, the 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 guy who was stranded said, "I don't want to be a bother." You know, I don't really have much money to be able to afford a tow truck, and the individual says, "Don't worry, this friend, this this friend will will, will take care of it, no charge." Um, the so the guy says, um, "Okay," and um, the 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 individual says, um, you, "You you can go wait in the you can go wait in the um, in the, the the restaurant that's connected to the to the to the to the to the shop here. I'll uh, I'll I'll drive you over there, and you can wait there." And um, the guy drives over, drives the guy over to the shop. He uh, um, sits down and has a, has a free cup of coffee on the house. Um, and um, the 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 guy with the flatbed truck disappeared. Um, about half hour, forty minutes later, the the tow truck with the guy's car, which the guy hadn't even given a description of the car he was driving. Um, the guy who, who uh, the, the person in the tow truck brings his car over to the mechanic shop and uh, um, goes to proceed to fix it. The, the, the guy who was stranded comes out to, to greet the person and say thank you, and it was the person who was driving the flatbed truck. Wow, that's, that's interesting. And the, and, and the, the, and the individual who, who was stranded said, uh, um, um, I, didn't know you, I didn't know you were a mechanic. And, I, and he said, "I didn't know you were a mechanic and drove a truck, uh, drove a drove a uh, uh, um, uh, tow truck." He's like, "I don't." He said, "Then how 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 did you make this happen?" He said, I'm, he, "He said something like, um, um, well, you know, it's the, it's that time of the season. I just you know felt like I should help.'" And the guy fixes his truck, and or the guy the the person fixes his car, gets on his way. And as he um, and as he leaves, the individual who, who who had done all of this all this stuff for him just disappears out and just disappears with the snow, like fades away with the snow. Wow, that's cool. Like he got help from a ghost, to the point where the ghost helped him. And the funny thing is, is the mechanic shop, the guy the guy tr tried to go back to the mechanic shop, uh, to the to the mechanic shop with the coffee shop to try to, to try to figure out what was going on. Once he got back there, there was nothing there. Empty lot. Wow, that's wild. Yep. It was a story I'd heard growing up as a kid, and I thought, oh, this is just some ghost story that, 
you know, my family members trying to tell me. But the moral of the story is I've had, you know, as I've, as I've had years to think, figure, figure out what that means is every so often we need a little bit of help, and every so often the help comes in a most unlikely of source. Yeah, that's really uh, cool. Got anything else that you want to? I mean, you know, the the whole the whole premise of this tonight's episode was to was to show both the light and the dark side of of the holiday season. And I guess the one thing I have to say to everybody listening is things may look down for you, things may look up, but the one thing I urge all of you to do is never think that it never think that the holiday season has to be something of a negative. Always try to try to stay positive and always try to be happy with, with what you've got and what you will have. And and just remember family is important. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um I'm gonna share some stuff with you guys. Um we're gonna start off with uh everybody knows that uh basically Halloween's supposed to do with all the all the scary stuff, right? The, right. The goblins, the sorcery cryptids, ghosts. Well, Christmas is the ultimate supernatural season, actually. The belief in the mainstream of Christmas time, when skepticism is considered crass and the ambient magic of season can inf infect every diehard humbugs. Religious observations aside, Aaron's are the best paranormal phenomena from folklore and pop culture stuff are stockings each December. So, we all know about Santa Claus. We talked about Krampus. You ever heard of the, you, you, you've heard of the, you've heard of the significance of the gingerbread men, haven't you? No, I've, I've not really. Supposedly, the gingerbread men are the what you would see as a gingerbread man cookie. Supposedly, it has it has a lot to do with Krampus, not not Saint Nick. Supposedly, the gingerbread men are are Krampus's like elves, basically. This like his like evil little elves that go to capture children. Have you heard this? Have you heard of this 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 ideology? This idea? No. So, yeah, supposedly the gingerbread men. Are the evil like the evil elves that that uh, Krampus uses to abduct children, and they, supposedly he also um, supposedly he also you know um, has a sack of toys that come alive and do some things to children, and you know they there was a film about there was a feature film done about Krampus where all this stuff is is explored, but. You know, it's it's one of those things you either believe it or you don't. But there's not really any evidence to support whether or not it exists exists as as a part of the lore or not. It's one of those things that's never been proven, but it's never been disproven. Well, here's one. You ever heard of heard of Black Peter? The name the 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 name rings a bell. Yeah. Okay, he's a character who accompanies Sinterklaas in the Netherlands. Black Peter joins a jolly man on a boat from Spain, where they live instead of the North Pole, and assists 
and, dis and distributing goodies to nice children. Peter was alternately been a conquered devil forced to help Saint help Santa, a Moorish slave, and a soot-covered chimney sweep. He will punish bad children, but is not normally as mean as the Krampus, although he has a bag for stealing kids to transport them back to Spain. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd, 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 I'd do well to avoid, but you know. Well, here's Calica Cantazaro. Calicans Cazaro um, is is yeah no you don't want to he, he's a goblin of Greek Greek legend these monsters live underground until Christmas Day where they can then emerge and stir up mischief until returning January sixth unless a home is protected with with basil sprig wooden cross and a bowl of water the creatures will swarm wreaking havoc. Connected to vampire and werewolf lore, they can appear half beast and half human with glowing red eyes. Some men, usually those born at Christmas, can can transform into him. You know what a you know what you know what a you know, you know who who Wunterhaus is? No, Wunterhaus is is. Uh, He's a variant of Krampus, but he's not as. He basically he he he's like Nicholas. He's like Saint Nick and Krampus in the same person. He rewards those who do who do nice, but also punishes those who don't. Wunterhaus is is basically the reason why they the reason why his name is Wunterhaus is because he's basically he he's they call him his his name translates to to. Wondrous House. Wunter House is basically, he's he's, look if you want to look at it this way, look at look at Charles Dickens' um, um, Christmas Carol, the Ghost of Christmas Past, who is Jacob Marley, and the Ghost of Ghost of Christmas Future, who is Death. You put them two together, then you combine it with Ghost of Christmas Present, who is Saint Nicholas. You have Wunter House. He's basically one of those ones that, if you do right, he'll he he'll give you gifts. But if you do wrong, he'll punish you in the same regard. And he's he's Wunterhaus is is um, he's Bavarian. Um, he's a Bavarian minor thing. Like he's he's he, it's it's one of those things. It's he's not he's like Krampus and Saint Nick at one and, and Saint Nicholas in one. But uh, he's 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 different. Um, got any more? Yep, I got one. I'm going back to my to my Italian roots. Okay. La Bafana. Okay. She's a holiday witch in Italy. La Bafana delivers gifts to good children on Epiphany Eve, the night before the three wise men were said to arrive at baby Jesus's manger. The stories of, of Bafana vary, but she is an old woman who encountered the wise men and turned down an invitation to join them on her quest because she was too busy sleeping. She has a change of heart and tries to find Jesus, but is never able to. Now she travels on a broom, still searching, visiting the children in the meanwhile. Hmm. 
That's an odd one. Okay. Here's another really odd one. Time traveling ghosts and inhumane entities. Okay. This one sounds interesting. During Christmas, ghosts and entities conspire to teach important lessons to the morale, to, to the morally bankrupt, as Charles Dickens detailed in his 1843 novel Christmas Carol, which he talked about. The spirit of a doomed business partner might appear, followed by a shape-shifting being with a flame as his head. The, the, the This androgynous spirit will transport a Scrooge into the past, while a jolly giant with a green robe teleports the individual to present events. Finally, a foreboding grim reaper of the future yet to come zips into the future and pretends portends of misery and death. Dickens also dabbed in the moralistic Christmas goblins and ghosts and other tales. Did you know that? I did. Um, Such as Christmas and the Haunted Man and the Ghost Bargain. At least one other story featured an interdimensional angle who slipped a man into a parallel 1946 to show him a world where he doesn't exist and then he had a wonderful life. Yeah, yeah, that's... The, the 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 one that I would like to talk about now is is, is the is the symbols that were present in a Christmas Carol. Um, like you said, the time traveling aspect of it is is, is is a rather rather odd change to it. But the thing that the the thing that I liked about Christmas Carol that I think it can I think anybody can benefit from hearing this. A Christmas Carol was basically the intent for 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 Scrooge's um, journey was we don't see and this goes for anybody we don't tend to we tend not to see what's right in front of us especially when especially when it's those around us um, if, if and for those who are who are really dismal around the holidays um, they see it even less um, and the moral of the story for a Christmas Carol was Scrooge was was so was so uh, Disconnected and so uh, um, so hurtful towards those who were closest to him in his life that he didn't think were close that he needed to be shown the lesson. Is yeah, you know, I mean, Corey, we I mean we can all benefit from that kind of story, couldn't we? Yes, because it uh, makes you open your eyes and realize that uh, that uh, deep down inside you're the only one that can change how things are in your life. And not only that, but if you, but every, but there will come a time where it'll be too late, and the, the the damage will already have been done. So at that point, you, and that's the thing. A Christmas Carol did a good job of showing just how much of a Christmas miracle somebody can be can be owed before you get the opportunity to mess your life up and those around you. Case in point, Tiny Tim. Throughout the story. Tiny Tim is, is 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 sick. He you know he walks with a crutch, and um, as the story progresses, in in, in Christmas past, um, and pre and in, in, into the present, Tiny Tim dies. Well, at the end of the story, after Scrooge becomes a better person and ultimately the best person he could ever be, um, Tiny Tim ends up living and he becomes a second father to him. So I mean that's the moral of the story right there, Corey, is that. 
if every so often you need you need to have a paradigm shift in your life and every so often in order for you to be shown that it has to be shown in in a very extreme kind of way yeah i can see that but um, uh you know and the the fact that it, you know it's a holiday theme themed event it only only adds to the idea of a christmas miracle you know Everybody's everybody's entitled to one. Everybody's everybody's entitled to a Christmas wish, whatever it may be. Um, I got one um, when I back when I lived in California. My dog got real sick around Christmas, and the only and, and, and I and I thrown out my only Christmas wish, the only one I was ever going to ask for, um, that my dog didn't die, and she's still alive. She got so sick that she could have gone at any moment. But instead, instead um, um, the powers that be gave me my Christmas wish, and she's still alive. So um, you know that kind of that kind of Christmas miracle can happen to anyone. You know it can, it, 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 and it's you know it, more, more often than not we're only entitled to one. So it's got to be like a really, really, really important situation. So, but um, I mean. You got anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever heard of the Bell's nickel? No. Um, please, please divulge. He is a crotchety, fur-clad Christmas gift bringer figure in the folklore of the Palatine re region of southwestern Germany, along the Rhine and Rhine, the Saarland, and Odenwald area of Baden-Württemberg, the figure also represents the Pennsylvania Dutch community. It really doesn't. There's not a whole lot in. I know who I, I know a little bit of who you're talking about. Um, there's there's not a it's not a whole lot on him because of the fact that he's He's, he's, okay. it's one of those things you just don't know much about. Yeah, he's a character, like I said, amongst, he, he came over here amongst the Pennsylvania Germans, okay? Yeah. He's a character who visits homes prior to Christmas to check on the behavior of the children. Yeah, um, it's kind of, kind of like, um, kind of like Wunterslaut, or, uh, uh, Wunterhaus. Pretty much, but there's a lot of a lot a lot of that goes back into the 1700 tradition. Will they they brought them their own beloved traditions, which are still alive in Pennsylvania Dutch, right? Okay, communities today and have helped to shape America's Christmas tradition. When German immigrants arrived in Pennsylvania, however, they were taken aback by their English neighbors lack of Christmas spirit. In Germany they had been used to a Christmas filled with joy and mirth where the friends and family gather to sing and eat, exchange gifts, and make merry. Few colonists in the north paid much attention to the holiday, letting it pass by without celebration like any other day. The Pennsylvania Dutch responded by celebrating their most cherished Christmas traditions from home and creating a few new ones. At the center of Holmes' Christmas celebration was the tree. Right. 
It was a fur, fur cut from Pennsylvania's abundant woods and brought inside a few days before Christmas. Right. Children kept busy stringing popped corn and cranberries to hang on a tree for decorations, making ornaments out of blown eggshells egg left from baking Christmas treats and bits of colored paper to adorn the tree branches. Around the base of the tree, or somewhere near a putz, a Pennsylvania Dutch version of, of the nativity scene, right. would be set up. The figures and the setting often handmade by the family out of clay or wood. Finally, each child would set up, set out a little basket for gifts from their parents and from Chris Kindle, the Christ child who became who came on Christmas Eve. But for children could receive any gifts, the children were visited by Bell's Nickel, which I already talked about. Right. He would arrive unannounced on the evening of December, on an evening in December, usually portrayed by a masked uncle or grandfather clad in all furs and make himself known with a rap on the window pane with a wooden switch he used to, to beat naughty children. Right. Der Bell's Bell's nickel screamed the children as they ran from the frightened creature, but soon enough their parents would gather them up and sit them down in front of Bell's nickel. In a rumbling voice, Bell's nickel would ask each child if they had been naughty over the past year. An honest admission of guilt would earn you a rap on the knuckles, but lying resulted in even worse punishment. Once every child had been judged, each was asked to recite a prayer or prove something they had learned in school to earn a small treat from Bell's Nichols bag. After Bell's Nickel and the Chris Kindle were replaced by the Santa Claus we know today as a Christmas gift manger or the gift bringer, the tradition of Bell's, Nick, Bell's Nickeling, where groups of masked young people went door to door entertaining the knights of preceding Christmas continued for many years. Which, the bells nickling where they would, where it said they would go around and they would, uh, what I just said about them right. entertaining, well that turned into caroling. Yeah. So, all, all of our original roots to a lot of our, a lot of our Christmas our pagan roots are all come from the Germany, the German part of it. Yeah. Pagan roots. Like I told you, Christmas was originally a pagan holiday. It wasn't it wasn't uh, in, in you know the whole Bible and everything with the coming of Christ and whatnot. That you know that that's a part of it. But the the, the holiday the, the 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 Christmas the many of the traditions we know now we've been doing for for years are not um, they're not Christmas or they're not religious themed. Well, it's just like. It's like the last one we did about uh, Halloween. A lot of that didn't generate over here either. It came from, came from, yeah. uh, came from the other countries as well. That brought over here. Now there are Native American. There's Native American. Um, um, there's Native American folklore that deal that deals with. Um, Yeah, the, the in certain Native American cultures, they have they have a bunch of origin stories and a bunch of creation myths and everything like that. But uh, this is this is um, 
at, at this point, we that that'll be for another episode. But at the, at this point, we're gonna we're gonna leave you now, and we're gonna say um, we're gonna wish me and Corey want to wish you both a merry. We want to wish everybody a merry Christmas. Um, we'll, we want to wish you a, um, we want to wish you well, and we ask that you please be safe. Yes, uh, just remember this, uh, Christmas, pe people are, it's all, it isn't all about gifts, about what you give somebody or what you receive. Just always remember it's about family. It's about spending time with the family and, and enjoying their, and, and enjoying them. Because cause they're not always going to be there when with you. There's, there's a lot of times, I look back on a lot of fun Christmas traditions that I had with, with my grandparents or stuff like that, and they're gone now, but you know. You got the memories of, of doing that. So just remember, right. it's, it's, it's always about family. And, and the most important thing is, is be safe. Um, and please be respectful to, to um, um, yourselves and others by being as nice as a person as you can be um, around this time of year or any part of the year. Now, and now when we leave you here... Um, I, I got a fun song for you. It's a metal cover of a uh, of a Christmas song that that um, um, has has not so good connotations, but it's 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 a fun song. So just bear with me. Okay, before you get get that started, I just want to say that uh, that we won't be back on uh, doing another podcast. So sometime, probably I'm guessing mid January. So uh, uh, we'll we'll give you we'll give you. An idea of what we're going to do it on next, but if you guys are following along, you guys any any suggestions on any any shows you want to talk or wants to talk about or anything you're interested in, paranormal wise, don't have to be necessarily be ghosts. It could be anything like that. Uh, we're really interested in you helping fuel our show. So if you guys can send your stuff into a to a ghost of a chance at yahoo.com. All one word, and remember, it's a ghost of a chance. A, letter A, Ghost of a Chance, at yahoo.com, all one word. Also, you can get a hold of us on uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, a Ghost of a Chance podcast. You can drop us a line in there and, and uh, share stories or uh, throw, throw, throw your ideas out there for a future store, future show. We're, we're always looking for something new. Um, so if you want to do something like that, we're all for it. So... Uh, we're going to cut this off right here. This yep. is Corey. And this is Joe. And so we'll see you after, after the first of the year. Yep, and we're going to play you out with a metal cover of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer.
Never give a license 